This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willie for you. And I have my program called Body Matters. And Body Matters is really about the body of Christ and what's happening in the body of Christ. But today I'm going to talk myself about a topic and it's about anxiety and fear. You know, statistics shows that one out of five people struggle with anxiety and fear. And I thought this would be just a great topic to chat about. And where do we as Christians stand with anxiety and fear and how can we overcome this? So first of all, what is the difference between fear and anxiety? So fear is an emotional reaction to a specific real danger, while anxiety is an excessive and unfocused fear that may be triggered by a variety of stimuli. Anxiety causes is caused by stress and may persist long after the trigger is removed or arise with no trigger at all. So that definition I actually just got off the internet. But what is the difference between fear and anxiety? So in a nutshell, fear is could be a good fear or a bad fear. Um, a good fear would be the danger of walking on a cliff or the danger of driving too fast, um, you know, where there is a real danger. And sometimes one will experience fear maybe when you get a bad report from a doctor and you're not sure what the outcome is going to be like. And some of us just fear the unknown. So there are the fears, the good fears and the bad fears. And then you get anxiety. And anxiety is normally something you cannot pinpoint. It's just that constant being on edge, not sure. It's that doom and gloom feeling that something bad's going to happen and you cannot put your finger on it. And many of you who might be struggling with, well, no, you cannot really explain to someone why you're feeling this way. What, what is it that really triggered off this kind of feeling? So I just want to start off by reading Philippians 4, 6. And it says, the word of God says, do not be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Okay, so are you feeling anxious today? Why are you feeling anxious? That is my question. And sometimes the greatest things that we face today is not just um, fear and anxiety, but fear and anxiety is rooted in something much more deeper. And sometimes it's just going back to the battlefield of the mind and touching on Joyce Myers again, who says the battle is in the mind. And I believe that, um, you know, fear and anxiety definitely, definitely starts off with the seed from the enemy that he plots in your thoughts. And when those thoughts become um, uncontrollable, it becomes big. You know, that's when we start 
becoming fearful and anxious. It's not uncommon for us to be overcome with fear and anxiety, you know, when we don't know what the outcome of a situation is going to be like. And I know that is a terrible and frightening place to be for many of us. If you're going through a difficult time, you got a bad report, or you're fearing for your child's life or whatever, you know, it's not a nice place to be. And sometimes we cannot control the way we feel. You know, when we are anxious, the pain or the situation that we're experiencing sometimes can seem to be far worse than what it is in reality. And, you know, I'm not trying to undermine what people are going through at the moment, but our minds sometimes have the creative ability to exaggerate our situations that can cause us to become overwhelmed at times. And this can cause more stress and anxiety which can become a vicious circle. So, you know, the enemy wants to paralyze us in our situations so that we are unable to move forward or even think that there is a way out of our situation. Okay, so remember, fear is an anticipation that something negative is going to happen. You know, the truth is that it is that sometimes we, it's only a speculation of something that has not yet happened or might never happen. Joyce Myers once said that fear is false evidence appearing real. So our imagination can run havoc with us and cause us to feel defeated before anything physically has taken place. So just think about it. Sometimes we fear something that hasn't even taken place because we're already um, foreseeing that it's going to be a negative outcome. And sometimes that negative outcome doesn't happen and everything turns out fine. And that's what the Word of God says, do not worry, don't worry. You know, worrying will not get you anywhere. It cannot um, make where you are right now, you know, it can't solve Anything It just makes you more and more anxious. And that's why it's such a vicious circle. So we're going to touch on, after this music break, what causes fear and anxiety and how can we overcome it? Welcome back to Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willie for you. And I'm talking about anxiety and fear, what the difference is between the two. And we also read that statistically, they say that one out of five people struggle with an anxiety. But we know as Christians, there is a way out of it and that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So what causes fear and anxiety and how can we overcome it? As I said previously, our minds are so powerful and therefore we need need to learn to take our thoughts captives in times like these. When we become fearful or anxious, we need to evaluate what we are thinking. The enemy always will come and attack our mind with thoughts that oppose the word of God. And his warfare against us are lies. And these lies will cause us to fear. So fear and anxiety is normally rooted in a lie. You see, fear can also gain access into our lives through undulled trauma or traumatic experience that you've been through or something that you haven't dealt with that created fear in your life. So my question to you is, what lie are you believing? Sometimes the answer is not so obvious, but deeply rooted in our self-conscious. 
Ask Holy Spirit to show you the root of fear so that you can identify the lie and ask him to guide you into truth. You see, it's the truth that will set you free from a tormenting spirit. Now, fear is a tormenting spirit. Anxiety is a tormenting spirit. But God's plans for us is not to be tormented. It's not for us to fear the unknown. It's not for us to be anxious about the future. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, um, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. You see, God came to give us hope and a future, not doom and gloom, not fear. Therefore, we need to be able to distinguish between a lie and the truth. You see, we can only know the difference between a lie and a truth If we know the word of God, you see, fear is a spirit and that spirit has access over us when we choose to believe a lie over the truth. Now, in 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, we do not have a spirit of fear and Timothy, but of power, love and self-discipline. You see, this scripture illustrates that the Holy Spirit inside of us does not contain fear. When you've got God living on the inside of you, His Spirit contains no fear. So then why do we fear as Christians? And there are many scriptures in the Bible that also repeatedly um, the Lord says, do not fear. You know why? Because fear is the gateway to anxiety. And anxiety is a form of torment. Um, you know, there was a time when I was very sick and I was overwhelmed with fear and anxiety um, because the lie I believed deep down in her, and I didn't want to admit it to anyone, was that, you know, there was a possibility that I could die. And the anxiety attacks that I had because of that, because I allowed that fear to consume me, it created anxiety attacks. And some of you might have experienced this, but when you have an anxiety attack, it feels like you, you're having a heart attack. All of a sudden, you feel out of control. Um, and you you just having this experience where everything seems supernatural. Now, many of you might know that feeling, but during that time when I experienced this, and which I've never experienced before, I, I prayed about it and the Lord clearly showed me during these times that fear and anxiety are demonic spirits. And when you have an anxiety attack, it's, it's a demonic attack. And as Christians, you know, we have the authority to rebuke and command these spirits to leave us in the name of Jesus. And another um, thing about fear is, is fear is associated with a slave mentality and punishment. So I spoke about anxiety, having anxiety attacks where fear opens the door to anxiety. The long, when, when you um, basically fear something for a long time, that eventually creates a door for demonic attacks and fear and anxiety attacks. So coming back to fear, as I said, there's a good fear and there is a, a bad fear, but we don't have that kind of fear. The Spirit of God 
is not a spirit of fear. So fear is associated with a slave mentality and punishment, meaning that we always need to strive to do good in order to be accepted and not rejected. Now, rejection is also prevalent in a slave mentality, but faith is being deeply rooted in love and acceptance. In other words, sonship. So I know I'm touching on fear from a different perspective, but when we fear, you know, we are fearing because we feel like we don't have help, if I can put it that way. A slave does not perceive his master as a father who cares or loves him. He always feels like he has to earn his master's favor and acceptance. And if he does not perform, he fears punishment. So here the Bible says fear is associated with punishment. Okay, and punishment means that something bad is going to happen to you. Okay, so he is not guaranteed of unconditional love. But when we talk about sonship, and sonship meaning when we acknowledge that we are the children of the living God, that is our identities. And when our identities is rooted in the fact that we have a good, loving and caring father, we don't have to perform because he loves us for who we are and not for what we do. There is an assurance that God is good and that perfect love cast out all fear. I know it took me a while to understand this concept of there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out all fear. So let's look at 1 John 4.18 that says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out all fear, because fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears is not being perfected in love. So fear, your fear means that you're not perfected in God's love. And I know that I'm coming from a background of counseling um, and inner healing. You know that many people view Father God as their earthly fathers. They have an associated association with um the perspective of God being exactly the same as their fathers. And we know that earthly fathers will fail us because they're only human. But our Father God is perfect. And so sometimes we doubt God's goodness, you know, because we we related to our earthly fathers who may have failed us. You know, some of us might have had good fathers with, who had given us, who had been a good example to us. But there are many people out there who didn't have a good father figure. And I don't think that many people realize what an important role a father figure plays in how his children and how we view Father God. So when we, we doubt God's goodness, when we think that God is, you know, like our earthly father who can fail us, we try and go into works and we are often found to operate in condemnation and sometimes self-rejection and fear. And that lie is normally rooted in the fact that we are not good enough for God. And these thoughts diminish our faith and trust in him, causing fear and torment and separation from him. Okay, so think about that. 
sometimes we believe the lies of the enemy. And the enemy will always tell us you're not good enough for God. You need to work harder. You need to be better. You can only be accepted by God if you're good. But the truth is, when we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us, we belong to Jesus. We don't have to perform. We are his children. And if we can truly relate to Father God as being a good God and that he loves us unconditional and that he's there for us, he wants to help us, he's got our best interests at heart. And we know the word of God, we know him and we know what the word of God says. Then it's easier for us to overcome the lies of the enemy. And, you know, lies will keep us fearful. The minute you step into fear means when you have believed a lie, something that the enemy has told you. Now, sometimes, and I just want to elaborate on this, just to give you an example. Um, I was chatting to a lady with inner inner healing and um, she just said to me, she just cannot feel close to God. And she's totally always um, anxious and and a part of her, she's so she's so angry with God, and she doesn't know why. She doesn't know where the root of it is. And the minute we asked Holy Spirit to reveal the lie, what was it that the the the, the enemy told her? And the minute she could identify that, and um, the Holy Spirit would show her the truth. She, the anxiety and the fear just went away. And sometimes so deep in our subconscious, we believe the enemy. Like when I was sick and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to die. I don't think I'm going to make it. You know, when you start thinking those thoughts, thinking maybe this is my time, maybe God is not going to heal me. You know, when you start going into those thoughts, when the enemy lies to you and he, he tries to um, draw you into that, you know, at the end of the day, you are so fearful of death. You're anxious all the time. And sometimes you don't even know, but that's what you're believing. And so the enemy will hold you onto that way. Fear is the opposite of faith. You know, sometimes fear says, God, I don't trust you enough that you will be able to help or deliver me in my situation. You see, and therefore we need the word of God to overcome fear so that we can replace the lies of the enemy with the truth of God's word. You know that faith is based on the truth of God in our situation. Our truth should never be based on the way we feel. Now, fear is a feeling. Anxiety is a feeling. But the truth is God's word, which is unshakable and unwavering, that is God's standard. It's the anchor for our souls. The word of God is the anchor for our souls. It doesn't matter what you feel. Um, you know, when you start feeling that, that doom and gloom and fear, just remember that does not come from God. You know, God says the plans I have for you is to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. 
So sometimes we get caught up in fear. We get caught up in anxiety. We are overwhelmed. We don't even know we're thinking this because it's so embedded in our subconscious. And sometimes we need to dig deeper and find out what is the root of this fear? What is the root of the anxiety? And once we realize that, we can overcome it. So how do we get faith? How do we overcome this fear? Faith comes from hearing the word of God. And faith goes hand in hand with peace. Do you know when you have faith, when God takes away that fear, that fear is a tormenting spirit. But when that tormenting spirit is gone, when we know his truth and we believe his truth, we will experience God's peace in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the fact that you might have a a bad diagnosis or whatever, even in the midst of all of that, when you keep your eyes on God, when you trust and believe and stand on his word, you will experience God's peace. So once again, we need to guard our thoughts. Do you know that our thoughts are so powerful? It will determine the way we feel. And do you know what? When we feel, think of anxious thoughts, we think about negative thoughts, or we start experiencing fear, we start experiencing anxiety. And that's why it's so important for us to take our thoughts captive. Now in Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Yeah, we are commanded to think on good thoughts, not to think of the what ifs. What if this will happen? You know, we incline to to run before the time. But God says, think of what is good. Think of what is praiseworthy. What can you think about in your life that you can be so thankful for? You know, as I said earlier on, we're thinking about things that hasn't even happened. Maybe I'm going to die and you're fearful now for something that hasn't happened. And you're already putting yourself in that situation, believing the lies of the enemy instead of stepping out in faith and saying, no, this is what the word of God says about my situation. So we need to guard our thoughts constantly and remain focused on the Lord and the good things he says about our situation. You know, our minds are so powerful that it can determine the outcome of our situations and our lives. And and for me, I want to read a scripture in Job 3.25. And this for me is quite a, a daunting scripture. And this is Job. He says, for the thing that I've greatly feared has now come upon me. Sure, isn't that powerful? That sometimes the things we allow ourselves to fear, we can create it to actually take place. So we should not give our fear any power. Don't meditate on your fear. Don't meditate on that anxiety or that feeling. Change your thoughts. Think of what is good, right, and worthy of praise. Don't give the enemy a foothold. To overcome anxiety and fear, we need to be willing to press into the Lord. Pray, do spiritual warfare, put on praise and worship music. It says that praise and worship, it, 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 it gives us it, the description Isaiah, it says, um, put on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Put on the praise and worship music. 
you know, do what it takes to fight the fight until you overcome it. It could be minute by minute, hour by hour, even day by day, until you experience that peace of God. The minute we step into peace, the minute you feel peace in the midst of the storm, you have stepped into faith. The minute we allow fear or anxiety to control us, we give the enemy an open door to torment us again. So fear and anxiety is something that we can control when we control the way we think. And sometimes it sounds easier than than what I'm saying now, but the more you do it, the more you stand on the word of God, the more you will experience his peace. So let us take a short break and then we can chat about the peace of God in the midst of our anxiety and fear. Hi, this is Alana Willyfear with Body Matters. And today I'm just chatting about anxiety and fear. What's the difference? How do we overcome it? And how anxiety and fear is normally rooted in a lie, um, maybe a conscious lie or a subconscious lie. And how the word of God says that we should take our thoughts captive and bring it under the obedience of Christ. And how we should focus on what is good, right and worthy of praise. And then it says God's peace. That surpasses all understanding will God our heart and mind. So right now I'm going to talk a little bit about the peace of God. You know that Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. So when you've got Jesus inside of you, when we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have peace. We should be operating in peace. And just to recap again on that scripture where it says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. What spirit? The Holy Spirit doesn't contain any fear. But power, love, and a sound mind. When we've got Jesus inside of us, we've got peace, we've got power, we've got love, we've got a sound mind. Not doom and gloom and anxiety and fear. And I know it's easier said than done. And I know there's so many people struggling with anxiety at the moment. And I know it's a battle. It is a spiritual battle. It's not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. So I want to read from Philippians 4, 6 again. It says, do not be anxious. And who says this? Do not be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. And that that is the scripture I spoke about right at the beginning. It gives you step by step what to do. Don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. Whatever you're anxious about right now, pray about it. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Okay, so I want to just touch on this scripture because this scripture to me is so powerful. It's instruction after instruction. It says, don't be anxious. Okay, that's easier said than done. Then it says, pray about everything. What is causing your anxiety? What are you, what are you stressed about? What are you worried about? Pray about it. Then you tell God what you need, meaning God, I need you to come through for me in whatever situation it is. Then it says, thank him for all he has done. So you are going to thank God ahead of time 
for what he's going to do. You know, that's a step of faith. And then it says, then you will experience God's peace. And, you know, when we follow the word of God, and I think this scripture is talking about handing it over to him. Pray about it. Give it to him. Tell him what, what you need, what your, what your desires are. Thank him that he's going to sort everything out. And then it says, I will give you peace. God can give us peace in the midst of the storm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that peace. And it's a supernatural peace. You know, sometimes things look bleak around us. You don't see the money coming in. You don't see the healing happening. You don't see the things that you want taking place. But yet, even in all of that, you have a peace. And you know that peace is rooted in faith. It's just a knowing that everything is going to work out okay. When you can get to that point where, Lord, it doesn't matter what's going on around me right now. But I know, as I know, as I know, you are going to take care of it. That is a place of rest, when we can rest in God. And when we enter God's peace, it doesn't matter what our physical conditions, our circumstances are at the moment. We have already overcome the greatest part of the battle, and it's having peace in the midst of the storm. The second part of the battle that we face sometimes is keeping that peace. You know, there are times when we're in a situation where we manage, we, we hold on to God's faith and then we have that peace and we pray about it. But then two days down the line, we become all anxious. That's when our thoughts go out of control. We start thinking about the what if, what if this doesn't happen? And we start worrying and fearing. And God says, yeah, it says in Isaiah 26, 3, it says, keep, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. That is such a powerful scripture. It says here that if we keep our eyes on God, on the word of God, if we stay in it, when we hold on to it, when we claim it, when we keep our eyes on Jesus, it says he will keep us in peace, perfect peace. Because we put our trust in him. And remember earlier on I said that when we fear, we are actually saying to God, I don't trust you in my situation. I don't think you're going to come through for me. But the minute we have peace, we have faith and we go, okay, Lord, no matter what happens now, I trust you. And it says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. So we need to trust God with whatever is happening in our lives, with our emotions, with our fear, with anxiety, with whatever we are going through, we need to put our trust in Him. We need to focus on Him. We need to focus on His Word. You know, when we enter the peace of God, He will reveal to us His heart regarding our circumstances. And as I said, the truth will set us free. When our mind, our minds come into alignment with what the Lord says about our circumstances, we will be able to stand strong in our faith. And you know what? We need to know that the promises of God and His Word are more real than the emotions that we are experiencing. 
Why do you and I need faith? Let me just touch on that. Why does God want us to have faith? Do you know, because the minute we have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, it says whatever we ask for, God will do it for us. So the enemy will keep you in fear constantly because fear is the opposite of faith. Because he doesn't want you to step into faith. Because the minute you step into faith and you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell the mountain to move in the sea. You can you can operate. God can, can do the impossible in your life. And that is why the enemy keeps so many of us fearful and anxious. Because the minute we step into faith, the word of God says, if we have faith and we believe whatever we ask, he will give it to us. The enemy doesn't want us to get healed. He doesn't want us to have that breakthrough. And it's faith. It's faith that overcomes the world. That's what the word of God says. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, we cannot receive anything from God. So just remember, the minute you are stepping into fear, you are opposing faith and God cannot operate in your fear. You, if you're praying in fear, if you're asking God whatever it is in fear and not in faith, then God cannot give it to you because fear you're operating in the enemy. Um, but when you step into faith, you're stepping into what God has for you. So you see how how um, sly the enemy is to keep you fearful, to keep you anxious. But the minute you keep your eyes fixed on God and that peace comes and that faith comes, then you can ask God whatever you want. You see, the truth is that God is for us and not against us. He is fighting our battles for us. The Lord knows, you know, that we are weak at times and that we sometimes doubt him. And we feel discouraged and we struggle with our faith. He said the Lord will help us. He will not let us go. He says he's the author and perfecter of your faith, meaning he will help you to have faith. He will not let you go. So long as you hold on to him, he will hold on to you. Even when you are unfaithful, God says, I am faithful. And in Proverbs twenty four sixteen it says, for, for though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. You see, when we battle with unbelief and our faith is low, we cannot ask the Lord to help us with that. We can ask the Lord to help us with the unbelief. You know, when you're struggling with faith and you're even struggling with fear, say, God, I need you. I need you to give me faith. I need you to help me. We can ask the Lord to increase our level of faith so that we can trust him, so that we can hold on to him. And sometimes in the midst of all the chaos and all the anxiety and fear and bad reports and all of that, you know, you you can become overwhelmed and consumed. But call out. It says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He knows the internal battle that we struggle with. You see, when the Lord was in the Garden of Gethsemane, He too was in turmoil and anxious because of what was lying ahead of him. It even says he sweated um, drops of blood. He knew what he had to go through. So Father, he says, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not let your will be done. You see, he understands everything that we are going through. And we need to remember 
that we are never alone in our struggles. God is always working behind the scenes, even though we don't always feel or experience it. And my heart for you is to hold on, hold on to him, no matter how you feel. So I just want to read a couple of scriptures um, regarding fear. And um, so one of the, the scriptures that you can hold on to is in Isaiah 41, 13 to 14. It says, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Do not be afraid, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Maybe this word is for you. And in Psalm 46 verse 1 it says, God is our refuge and our strength and our ever-present help in trouble. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is your helper? And no matter what you're facing today, it's the Holy Spirit that helps us. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. In Proverbs 29, 25, it says, The fear of man will prove to be a snare. Don't fear man. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Isaiah 41, 10, it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Psalm 56, 3, it says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Put your trust in God. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're experiencing, you know, God says in John 14, 27, Peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. And in Isaiah 43, 1, it says, But now this is what the Lord says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. And I just want to tell you that these scriptures are not just for anyone. These are for everyone, every one of us. And I believe that that is God's heart for each and every one of us is to hear his voice and to know that he has summoned you all by name. So I just would like to end off with prayer for those of you who need prayer and those of you who are struggling with fear. So Father God, I just want to come and commit every listener to you, Father. And I trust, Father, that they will put their trust in you because you are their helper. You are their God. Father, thank you that you will never leave them nor forsake them. Thank you, Father, that they belong to you. I pray that you will guide them in all truth and that you will show them that you're a good God. And Father, that you will deliver them from anything that is holding them back from putting their trust in you, Father God. So, Father, thank you that you'll remove that spirit of fear and anxiety from their lives. Lord, deliver them from anything that is bounding and consuming them from believing your truth. May your truth set them free. And, Lord, may you give them your unconditional love and peace in Jesus' name. 
Amen. So if you have um, prayed this prayer, I really trust that go and ask Holy Spirit. If you're struggling with fear and anxiety, ask Holy Spirit to show you the root of your fear, the root of your anxiety, and ask Him to show the truth about your situation. God loves you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It's not His heart for you to feel that way. So just turn to Holy Spirit, pray about everything and give it to God. So I just want to thank you so much um, for listening to me. And I hope that this word was encouraging, that you've learned something. And we will meet again next Saturday at the same time from me, Alana Oliveview. Have a blessed week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.